0: Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of his word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Too many of God's churches and God's people do his things, his things. Prayer, preaching, teaching, singing, outreach. Do his things, it's definitely his things, but sometimes we do it without his spirit meaning you can do it with gift you can do it with a gift you can just do it with a just tenacity but no there's a difference when you do it with his spirit when you're led by his spirit and you are feel with his spirit and the Holy Spirit has come to greet us here tonight and I feel the Holy Spirit if you will hold my shot if you will lift those hands and open that heart the Holy Spirit has come to greet us tonight as we begin to begin to teach and share He's come to greet us and he's come to sit with us and sup with us. And he's come to be within the Bible study while we teach and while we share. That this is more than just being gifted. I'm called to preach. Some could even say I'm gifted to preach. But my greatest measure and what I do for him is being led by the Spirit. Holy Spirit come upon us tonight as we teach. Come on, just whisper, worship it and lift that voice. Come on, even at home. Father, we love you. Come on, the Holy Spirit has come to greet us. Oh my, my soul. We love you tonight. We praise you tonight. We glorify you that you will help us to do your will. He is here. His presence is here. So I greet you tonight. I want you to get ready for this word. I got several scriptures to put in your heart and to share with you and I've never been so passion I'm telling you I will not finish this series until the Lord says the same and be honest I thought I was going to finish tonight and get ready for the month of March with a new Bible study series I've been teaching this Bible study series for the whole month of March receiving the Holy Ghost or receiving the Holy Spirit whether you use Holy Ghost Holy Spirit same thing some people think the Holy Ghost is a shaker (laughs) and some people think the Holy Spirit is sweet same thing (laughs) and I've been teaching this for the whole month of March and I thought I was going to be ending tonight but the Holy Spirit (laughs) said no, no, no I want you to keep going for a while because I'm telling you right now before he wants his people filled with the Spirit there's a difference in your life when you're filled with the Spirit there's a difference in your life our lives your life my life when we're filled with the Spirit thank you so much brother Bobby thank you so much so I'm going to teach on receiving the Holy Ghost. I want to use the, t- the title, You Can Be Filled. Everybody say, You Can Be Filled. Put that on the title. You can be filled. All right. You can be filled with his spirit. Again, one of the major things I keep saying throughout this teaching is the prototype, which means the model. The model of The believer that God wants, the model of the believer that God wants is a believer that is spirit filled. All right? The model of the believer that God wants is a believer that is spirit filled and spirit led. It's the prototype. It's the prototype. That means this is what he expects out of the average Christian believer. After we have given our life to Christ through confession, and after we have been baptized by water, we are supposed to be baptized in the Spirit. We are supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit began to tell me, he said, too many of Christians and believers who are saved, are saved, have confessed to the Lord as Jesus Christ, have been baptized, but have not received the Spirit. And he said, what happens to them is they don't live the life that I've called about in Scripture. They struggle throughout their whole Christianity exhibiting what the Bible tells a spirit-filled believer can exhibit. They are saved. So I'm not, I have not come to away, I have not come to take away your salvation. No one should feel threatened. I have not come to tell you that you are not saved. I'm telling you, as a matter of fact, because you are saved, you should and can be filled with the spirit. It is these things, salvation, a confession of faith, baptism in water, that gives you the prerequisites to be filled with the spirit. And God began to tell me, he said, too many of my Christians, too many of my believers are not filled with the spirit. And therefore, they are not able to do what the spirit is able to demonstrate in their lives. That's why I told my disciples to wait, and I'm going to talk about it tonight. He said, but I got to keep telling you this, because the only way the church can stay on track, fight what we're fighting. How many know we're in more warfare than we've ever been? How many believe that we'll move closer into the end times? Come on. I've seen more foolishness than I've ever seen on TV. I've seen more foolishness than I've ever seen through media. I'm seeing it like records number come on we're dealing with pandemic trying to overcome the pandemic the vaccine coming out then as the vaccine coming out to handle COVID-19 then we hear this thing them mutated and turned into another devil that's what I'm calling it right now turned into another devil come on how many did somebody yell breakthrough somebody say breakthrough here we need breakthrough and it takes it takes something to live in joy. Can I, can I be honest with you all? I still have joy right now. Can I tell you all to be honest? I still have peace right now. Can I, can I tell you all the truth? Can I tell you the truth? I wear masks, mask. I do all the things. I wash my hands but I tell you the truth I have peace right now. I do. I do. Well pastor if you, I, if you got peace why you wear a mask? Because the Bible don't tell you to be stupid. I've been talking about not being stupid. The devil told Jesus to jump off the, the roof of the pinnacle of the temple and Jesus said thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god in no sense to me playing with the law of gravity that's just dumb that's what the, the satan came to jesus telling him to jump off the top of the temple in other words jesus said that's dumb why well, i'm gonna tempt the lord thy god he's put all these laws in motion and so not to wear masks and do basic things i don't think it's even smart come on because we don't only believe in faith we also believe in science Come on. We also believe that God has put things in the earth and science is a part of the things that God has put in the earth. Right? So we got to understand it takes faith and living um, through the spirit to live in these type of times. We're in the end times. Come on. We're in the end times. People going to be fainting and giving up. But I'm telling you you are spirit filled. It does something for your attitude. It does something for your spirit. Even when fear tries to grip you, the spirit says let go here. Hallelujah. We're going to find a way to live in faith in the midst of this. That's what the spirit says. Let go here fear. We're going to live in faith in the midst of We're going to find how to live. Alright. And so God wants his people's spirit filled. That's the prototype of the believer. I don't want you also to think that I'm preaching or teaching a Pentecostal message. God has talked to me about this. This is not Pentecostal. This is biblical. Too many times people have got to being filled with the Holy Ghost and they've made it a denomination. And God said, I'm trying to get you bigger than that. I was not never interested in domin- denomination. That's what you all had done because somebody didn't want to do this and somebody didn't want to do that. And so y'all created denomination. I've never been interested in that. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you ain't called by God. No, 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 no. You're still saved. But too many people are interested in denominations that when we start preaching from Bible on certain scripture, they think you're trying to be denominational. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be Pentecostal tonight if you're tuning in this is the Pentecostal church that's not what this is about this is about Bible and God wants his people to be spirit filled everybody say spirit filled Come on, I'm going to need some help tonight. Say, Spirit fill. All right, so this is not about being Pentecostal, all right? It's not being Pentecostal at all, all right? But this is talking about what happened on the day of Pentecost, all right? All right, so one of the things I want to revisit uh, from last week, just to say this because it was so powerful in our teaching last week, I begin to talk about supernatural transformations. One of the things that the Holy Spirit will do And the life of a person is bring supernatural transformations. And the Holy Spirit just said, start here again. And and I'm going to go to the other things about you can be filled. But I want to go back to this because the Holy Spirit came in our Bible study on last week and this scripture just manifested. So let's go to Luke the eighth chapter. Verse 26 to 35 Luke 8 verse 26 to 35 and I'm going to show you a supernatural manifestation and I'm going to say it now a lot of people who do not believe in the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit also are believers who don't see or experience supernatural manifestations because they don't believe in casting out devils they don't believe in the spirit of miracles they don't believe that God can transform somebody and so let's go to the Bible let's go see what the Bible says and what the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ does for a man whose life is all messed up all right because I want you to see what the Holy Spirit does right I've been talking about having an encounter with the Holy Spirit but I believe you'll have an encounter with him when you get comfortable with what he does all right and how he makes manifest and how he changed and how he improves life. You're going to see something here. A man's life is improved, made better by the spirit. And you will, you and I and many of many people who are afraid of the Holy Spirit will, will start accepting the work of the Holy Spirit because they see the good that it does. Can I say it again? The Holy Spirit is more than a jump. The Holy Spirit is more than a dance. The Holy Spirit is more than jumping up and down and hollering 15 times and the usher having to hold you down in situations down somewhere come on the Holy Spirit is more than shaking on the second row hallelujah Ain't nobody know what happened to you in the midst of the second song by the choir no 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 the Holy Spirit is more than that and we've just made the Holy Spirit a shaking God but he's more than a shaking God he lives with us he talks with us and he helps even our attitudes and our behaviors come on let's go to Luke 8 and 26 I want you to see somebody messed up but through the Holy Spirit living in Jesus Christ he is transformed Luke 8 verse 26 through 35 it says and they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee now those who know a little bit about Bible know what this is talking about the disciples got into the boat Jesus said what let us go over to what the other side as they get ready to go over to the other side what happens the wind comes it's boisterous it's pushing the boat back there Jesus in the back of the boat sleep the disciples are frantic saying Jesus why have you brought us here to die master we perish do you not care for us Jesus gets up the first thing he does is rebukes the wind and the sea after he rebukes the wind and the sea and say peace, be still. The next people he rebuked is his disciples. He rebukes the people he have been training to live in the spirit and walk by faith. He rebukes them. that So many people only like to teach and preach that he rebuked the winds and the waves. Many people only preach that, but Jesus had a desired result out of the disciples. He wanted them to walk in power. He wanted them to walk in faith. He wanted them to rebuke the storm. He wanted them to walk in authority. Many people only like to preach about rebuking your storms. but We don't go down to the lesson of the text is that Jesus rebukes the disciples for their inability lack of faith. He's on the boat with them. He's in their life. That's what it means. He's in their life. He's right there in their lives and they're frantic. They're going crazy and he ends up rebuking them because they do not rebuke the wind and the sea. And he says, O ye of little faith, where did you doubt? This is where 26 begins to start. And here we go. And they arrived at the country of Gadarenes, right, which is over against Galilee. And when he had went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time. Everybody say messed up a long time. See, when devils come into your life, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. When... Devils or demons come into your life, they go in and they mess up your mind. One of the things about demons is something called demonic counsel. That's why the Bible tells us if the way you're going to be blessed is you're going to stay away from wrong counsel. You don't go into the counsel of the ungodly see you stay away, the way you're going to stay blessed you live above the counsel that Psalms 1 of ungodly but one of these demons do to keep you in bondage is they counsel you and they tell you nobody loves you, nobody cares for you, they get you living in shame, they keep you denying help, they give you certain thinkings and belief systems to help you stay in bondage this man had devils a long time the devils came in his life and taught him how to stay bound watch he wear no clothes who gonna be around somebody who wears no clothes who want to go to the grocery store with somebody who wear no clothes who want to hang around somebody who's so odd they can't get along with society they can't make friends see what the devil had done to this man had messed him up so bad that he couldn't even make friends he's way out of the norms of how a human should behave he's wearing no clothes Neither abode in any house. So he's not even living in a house. All right. But where is he living? He's living in the tombs. Come on. The demons got him among the dead living in a cemetery. All right. It's almost like living in regret, like your life ain't worth living. Verse 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the son of God, most high, I beseech thee, torment me not. Now, these are the demons inside the man talking out. The man sees Jesus and the demons respond saying, Jesus, why, y'all come? why Jesus, why are you bothering us? Most high, I beseech thee, don't torment me. All right. And I'll teach you how demons are tormented. Demons are not tormented when they're in your body. Demons are tormented when they're outside your body when they don't have an opportunity to use you. That's how you torment the devil. You torment the devil when he can't get in you. You torment the devil when he can't use you. And so the demons were saying, don't torment us. We good right now. We messing up somebody's life. We got this brother out here in the tombs. We got this brother out here living naked. We got this brother out here homeless. Please don't kick us out. Because you kick us out, we're going to be tormented. And the only way we have peace is we got to find somebody who don't care about their temple we got to find somebody who allow anything to go in their life and if, they, you, and if I find them then we'll go inside them and live in them verse 29 for he had commanded Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man so that's why they said please don't torment us for oft times it had caught him so that means there are times he would try to do good it had caught him and that demon would manifest He'll seem like he's going to straighten for the better and that demon would manifest and they kept him bound with chains and he was kept bound with chains. So the people in the community put chains on him and they put him in ankle braces and fetters to try to keep him under control. He has so much demonic power. He break the bands. Y'all with me? Verse 29. He break the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. So he has an episode and he runs into the woods, into the wilderness messed up jesus asked him saying what is thy name he said legion because many devils were entered into a messed them up so name so bad he never even repeated his natural birth name so legion was the people reading that as if legion was his name legion is not his name these are demons talking, demons are telling Jesus, we got so many people in his life, so many different demons come in his life, it could be shame, it could be lust, it could be lying a treating, adultery, it could be all types of demons holding him hostage, he said we are, legion is actually a Roman term to describe an army, a cohort, so basically we are unified for his bondage, we are unified to keep him from growing, we have come together in his life to wreck his life and not allow him to to be and I'm telling you all as as I'm teaching and ministering don't you see some images of some people living in our community who need Jesus don't you see some images of some people who need the breakthrough of God I'm not trying to put nobody down that's what I'm not, not no 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 hear me clearly what I'm saying is that woman on the street needs some mercy what I'm saying that brother on the street need a breakthrough from Jesus Christ I'm not trying to put nobody down but i'm trying to raise your antenna that sometimes we're driving right by demon possessed people we're walking right by demon possessed people whose life has been thrown off course because demons have wrecked their lives all right all right my name is legion verse 31 and they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep they begged jesus don't cast us out all right there's a supernatural transformation and when there was a herd of swine feeding on the mountain, they besought him that he would suffer. They besought that he would suffer them to enter into them. They begged, "Let us go into the pigs." And he said, "Go." They went into the pigs. Then went the devils out of the man and went into the swine, and they ran and they and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed them saw what was done, the shepherds of the pigs. They fled. They, went, they saw what happened. They pigs. They, we never seen no, this thing happen. What is this? They went and told it into the city and in the country. Here it is. 35. Then, then they went out to see what was done. They went out in the wilderness, in the country to see what was done. And came to Jesus and found the man out of whom, went, out of whom the devils were departed. Look at where. Look at what happened. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Here's somebody who was naked in the tombs, now he's able to sit at the Jesus' feet. That means he ain't got no more anxiety. That means he can sit still. That means he had become a student. And when you sit at the feet of Jesus, you become a student. Now he's a student. Here's somebody who's in the tombs, hollering. Another gospel records that he cut himself. He was bleeding, tormented. Now this man is sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Meaning they had never seen nothing like this. How somebody can go from darkness to the light. I'm trying to show you what it's like when the Holy Spirit gets involved. I'm trying to get you comfortable with the presence of the Holy Spirit. That he is a deliverer. That he brings change. That he changes attitudes. That he changes behaviors. That he changes habits. I'm trying to get you a comfortable that the Holy Spirit is good for you. That the Holy Spirit... Is It's what you need to welcome in your life. That the Holy Spirit will put your life back on track. Keep your life on track. This man, it goes down, I didn't write down the rest of the verses but the Bible says that Jesus is getting ready to go to another city and he wants to go with Jesus. Jesus is like, look, go back home to your family and I interpret that hey you've been out of fellowship with your family they had not seen you in years go back home to your family and let your family put your arms around you because you are back in your right mind put your hands together and just clap your hands for God's supernatural deliverance come on I need y'all to praise God for that come on I really need you even at home I need you to clap your hands even those in the sand I need you to praise God for supernatural transformation by the Holy Spirit I wanted you to see that by the Holy Spirit what God is able to do by the Holy Spirit how he's able to transform alright and now I want to give you some points about the Holy Spirit and how to be filled but I wanted to just mention that again by the Holy Spirit because I wanted to get y'all just more acquainted with how good he is alright so let's go to Luke 11 verse 9 and 13 I'm going to teach these principles Luke 9 Verse eleven, Luke eleven, verse nine and thirteen. Here's my first point about being filled. Simply, ask to be filled. Simply ask for it. Just ask to be filled. I ask to be filled quite often. Many times when I get up to teach or preach, I say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Give me your wisdom. Give me your grace. I even do it when I go to work. And I know, I know people only think the Holy Spirit is for coming to church, and that's why you, that's why people losing in their career. See, the Holy Spirit is for life. I said the Holy Spirit is for life. It's not for just church. That's part of our challenge. We just think the Holy Spirit is for praising God. And then we go to work and can't get promoted. We go to work and can't grow. We go to work and can't be a stellar employee. Why? Because you leave the Holy Spirit at church. And you only think the Holy Spirit is going to church. But I ask the Holy Spirit when I get up every morning, Holy Spirit, let's go. We got something to do today. We got problems to solve for the state. We got things to do. I plan to prosper. I plan to grow. I plan to have victory on my job. I plan to do well. I plan to have answers. I plan to have money. I plan to have favor. Come on. I know y'all ain't scared of no favor and no money now. Come on, Holly. It's all in the covenant. I'm not afraid of nothing. I ain't afraid of no money. I'm not afraid of no favor. I'm not afraid of nothing. It's in my covenant. And I start saying, God, Holy Spirit, fill me even as I go to work. So, Luke. Luke 9, Luke 11, 9 through 13. Let's read. Luke, I'm good. I thank you. I appreciate you, sir. I appreciate you, sister. You're good. <laughs> Another one may drop. You don't even have to worry about it. It may get kind of wild up here while I'm teaching. Hallelujah. Glory. You may be just catching paper all night. Hallelujah. So you <laughs> you're all right, brother Roger. I appreciate you. All right. Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. Luke 11, verse 9 to 13. Here we go. And I say unto you, listen to this. I say unto you. All right, I got to read. I, I the first couple of verses before in Luke 11 is about a friend going to another friend's house in the middle of the night because he have a need, say a need. And because he has a need, he knocks on the door and even though the, the friend is in the house with his family and asleep, because his friend's knocking on the door with the need, he answers the door and give him what he has need. And this is how Jesus teaches a principle off of that. Luke, Luke 11 in verse nine. And now I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So again, based on that principle of the friend knocking on a friend's door, he said, if you got something you need, ask for it. If you have something you need, seek for it. If you have something you need, knock for it, and the door will be open unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, Will find, and him that knocketh it shall be open. Here it is. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? So if a son asks bread of his father, will his father give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then being evil, talking to the people, the people, if y'all evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. Watch Jesus as he's teaching how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them who that ask him look in the midst of teaching a principle about a friend who had a need knocked on somebody else's door at the wrong time but because he had a need he gave it to him Jesus said I need you to take this principle and that's what he's trying to say is listen he's saying you got a need to have the Holy Spirit but although you have a need for the Holy Spirit you can't get it until you learn to go ask for it you can't get it until you learn to go seek for it you can't receive it until you learn to go knock for it see if this friend would have sat by although he had a need and never went to his other friend's house and knocked on the door even though it's late you know what I mean hey it's late I'm not going to wake him up he said no I'm in a situ- situation here I need some bread and I'm going to knock on this door He Jesus uses this parable to teach us how to receive the Holy Spirit If you want it, just ask for it. He's not going to give you no scorpion. He's not going to give you no egg. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes to those who ask for it, and I'm trying to teach you to ask for the Holy Spirit. If you ask for his help in your life, he will come and help you. If you ask for his assistance with your life, he will come and help you. If you ask for his assistance with your behavior, with your habits, with your mindset, with your relationships, with your marriage, with your friends, whatever it is. If you ask him for help, if you seek him for help, if you knock on the door of the Lord and ask him he will come and he will help you Jesus uses this as a principle that shows us how we need the Holy Spirit so ask for the Holy Spirit because you need him. He's our comforter. He's our God. He's our anchor. He's the light that, and the fire that burns on the inside. He's a well that never runs dry. You need him. You and I need the Holy Spirit. So ask for the Holy Spirit. Romans even tells us that we fight the deeds of our flesh. Now I got to do a poll real quick. How many ever had a fight with your flesh? Come on. How many ever fight? If your hand ain't raised, you in bad trouble. If your hand, that, there's sometimes you got to learn when to raise your hand. There's sometimes, somebody got two hands up, thank you. There's sometimes you got to learn when to raise your hand and just be honest and transparent because if you ain't never had a fight with your flesh, you're either not alive or not telling the truth because every one of us have fought with our flesh, but the way we win over our flesh according to Romans 8 and 13 is through the spirit. Through the spirit we're able to mortify the deeds of our flesh. Can I tell you the reason I'm able to preach tonight I won over my flesh. Can I tell you the reason I'm living in joy? I won over my flesh. And I, you can never get to the things of God if you don't ever win the battle of your flesh. But the Holy Spirit comes to help you win that fight. You ain't got to be in this fight all by yourself. Some of y'all are fighting wars and, and fighting demons and fighting habits all by yourself. And see, this is why I try to preach this message so awesome, so openly, because too many people people treat God as he's the enemy. Can I be honest with you? When you in sin, the devil's your enemy. When you're not pleasing God, the devil's your enemy. There's never a time in your life that the devil is not your enemy. God is never your enemy. He's always trying to plead with you, work with you. Even if you're saved, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for you. He's on your side. But many times when you get caught in condemnation, you start running away from the one that's trying to help you. I'm telling you, when you're in trouble, call Jesus. Somebody say, call Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost. Call him. I don't care where you've been last night. If you're dealing with your flesh, call him. He's your friend and not your enemy. Too many times condemnation get in our way and sooner or later, instead of calling on Jesus, we start calling on everything else. See, Peter even learned the power of calling on Jesus. Imagine if Peter got full of embarrassment this is peter when he gets out the boat i know i'm doing so if you've been to sunday school a few times in your life you're going to be good tonight but if you're not if you haven't been to sunday school i'm gonna to have to send out some notes all right but if you've been to sunday school just a few days you know who i am jesus got out the boat i'll tell you the story you ain't got to worry pastor. i didn't go to that class i'll help you tonight all right so G- peter gets out the boat because he sees he thinks he sees jesus and jesus says come He said, is it you? He says, come. It is I. He says, come. Peter is walking on water to Jesus in the middle of the night in the midst of a storm outside the boat and he's walking but when the wind comes he gets distracted and he begins to sink. Imagine what would have happened to Peter's life if he decided that he wasn't going to call Jesus when he was sinking. He said, Lord, save me. He asks for it. He asks for help. Some people be just dealing with all kind of things in life and never invite the Holy Spirit into their lives. Imagine if Peter was out there now sinking in water and decided he's not going to call Jesus. Why? Because he's too embarrassed to call Jesus. Why? Because he don't want nobody. He was slipping and dipping and falling, choking and smoking. You know how the song go. And then he was like, I don't want nobody to know. See, and many people can't get breakthrough because they're too ashamed to be free too shame to too shame to be let loose from it but i don't care about you if i'm going down and i see jesus going to help me i'm gonna say jesus save me and you can sit there all you want to but when i get saved i'm gonna shout and dance hallelujah when i get saved and he bring me out of that situation i'm gonna live in freedom and i'm trying to teach you the principle of how to bring the holy spirit in your life just ask for him everybody say ask for him Alright, I'm gonna teach this last point, and we're gonna pray tonight. The other part about asking is wait. Everybody say wait for him. Wait for him. You can be filled if you ask for him. You can be filled if wait for him. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says, Romans 10, 9 through 13 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and catch these principles, because I'm kind of parallel, paralleling these principles on purpose. Listen to it, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, there it go again, using the same principle of asking, using your mouth, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? Saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteous, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be, there it go again, ashamed. When I believe, I shall not be what? Ashamed. But there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all. Oh, I love this stuff that call upon him. See, I ain't got to worry about I was born, where, who I grew up, no matter who I know, don't know. It says for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall what? Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Alright. And so when you begin to call on him and wait on him, he will come. Let's go to Acts 1 and we'll end here tonight and I'll pray. Acts 1, verses 4, 5, 8, 12, 13, and 14. These these verses have my point about what it is to wait for the promise. And to wait for it and wait for God to come and wait for the Holy Spirit to manifest. And sometimes you're in a waiting period. You're asking for the Holy Spirit's help, but you got to wait on it. You can't get discouraged. Acts 1 verse 4, and being assembled together with them, commanded them, just as Jesus with his disciples before he's ascended back to the Father, he commanded them that they should not depart Jerusalem, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Again, I'm teaching again what the Bible says, that baptism when water is appropriate. It is the right thing to do, but it's not the only thing to do. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. Then return, verse 12, then return they unto Jerusalem because he told them to go to Jerusalem and what? Wait. From the Mount called Aleph, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. So they went from the Mount of Olive to Jerusalem, Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, Zelotus, Judas, the brother of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. I'm in right there because it moves to Acts 2, and I'll cover that next. But I want you to see that they had to move into a waiting period. Sometimes you have to just continually seek God. There are times you ask God for something and you don't manifest it all of a sudden, even the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you may be in a couple weeks before you feel the power come. Sometimes it may be a couple of days that you're asking God come. You may be praying to him and asking him come, but you got to be continually steadfast before him. That's why verse 14 said, and these all continue. He had promised them the Holy Spirit. They had to go to Jerusalem. They had to wait for it right he told them he was going to come and they had they gathered together and they had to wait but they waited in prayer in supplication and i'm telling you when you're asking god for the holy spirit don't get discouraged don't say well he didn't come when i asked for it last night so i'm gonna quit on him i'm not gonna ask him again keep seeking the lord for the holy spirit some of you have asked for him before i want you to keep asking for him even after you become filled with the Spirit, I want you to continually live in the language of Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, live in my life, all right? And they begin to wait, and wait means to serve. When you say wait, you know, it's not a period of do nothing, it's a period of serving. They, they was in prayer, they was in fasting, they were singing songs, they were worshiping. Until the time that the Holy Spirit was released. I really want you to grow into this teaching and I'm going to stay with it as long as the Holy Spirit tells me. And I want to pray for you right here tonight because my job as a pastor through the Holy Spirit is to encourage, challenge, teach the Holy Spirit that you may be filled with it. Teach, promote it, uplift it, inspire you for it, reduce the fear because a lot of people are still afraid of the Holy Spirit. They're afraid of it. But the Holy Spirit comes more again than just to dance and to shout and to praise. The Holy Spirit wants to live all through your life, and I'm telling you, you can be filled. You can be a spirit-filled believer, and even when you have rough times, the Holy Spirit will bring you through the rough times. Even when you have tough times, the Holy Spirit don't come so you don't have tough times. See, that's far from the truth. Uh, you're not exempt from anything because you're the Holy Spirit. But you have the strength to make it through anything because you have the Holy Spirit. You're not exempt from anything. You're not going to skip a trial. You're not going to skip a test. You're not going to have no tough, not not have tough moments because now you got the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. But the Holy Spirit will be with you. He will maintain you. He will keep you. He will keep your fire lit during the darkest times of your life. Will you lift your hands, everyone, even in the sanctuary, those online tonight as I'm praying? Holy Spirit, I've obeyed your word. I'm going to continue to teach and preach and share and inspire and encourage that every believer will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every believer, come on, hands lifted. Just begin to worship. I feel the Holy Spirit coming in here, coming on us, sharing with us. Come on, everybody. Hands lifted, mouth open. Lord, I love you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I thank you. Come on. A closed spirit could never receive the Holy Spirit. A closed spirit. You got to start practicing what you hear. If you never worship, you can't get filled. Now, never worshiping, you got to say, "Lord, I love you." As you bless Him and as you thank Him, oh my God, I love you. I feel the Holy Spirit even coming on me. The more I even talk and exalt Him, and I'm telling you, you, can be filled. A spirit-filled life is a winning life. Is a victorious life. And God wants to fill you and renew you and and bless you and strengthen you in your life and when you get the holy spirit he'll talk to you he'll fellowship with you i'm telling you sometime i get up in the morning and the holy spirit is talking to me <laughs> telling me stuff telling me what to do what not to do where to go helping me make decisions i mean helping me make decisions I'm blessed with decent intellect, but i tell you, there are times I don't know what to do with this intellect I have. I don't know what to do. I've been thinking all day long, but when I pray, the Holy Spirit helps me make decisions. Come on, you don't have to live a life where you just keep making bad decisions. The Holy Spirit is there to help you in decision making. You ain't got to just keep guessing and missing life. The Holy Spirit will give direction to every aspect of your life, career, relationship. He'll help you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming upon us tonight. I praise you, Holy Spirit, like you said in your word, you will come to those who ask for it. So tonight we practice the teaching. We ask for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come on, personally, I want you to ask. I want to let's take this application of the teaching tonight and let's take a quick moment. I want everybody to just ask for the Holy Spirit. He promised to come to those who ask. Come on, I want you to ask for Holy Spirit, come in my life. Holy Spirit, live in my life. Holy Spirit, fill me, lead me, guide me. Holy Spirit, lead me, fill me guide, me, guide me, work with me, improve me, clean me, wash me, Holy Spirit, purify me, Holy Spirit, lift me up, Holy Spirit, help me. That's one of the things the Holy Spirit is is a helper. He helps our infirmities. Hallelujah, and so we praise you tonight, Holy Spirit. That we can be filled and live a spirit filled life. And we pray that even over the coming days, we have greater encounters with the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray tonight, even as I'm personally praying for my own self, that there I, I will experience a great encounter with the Holy Spirit. I ask for an encounter with you, Holy Spirit. I ask for an encounter with you, with your presence. Hallelujah, even though I'm filled, I still ask for it. this is how you stay filled, that I will have a greater encounter with you all over again. And I will fellowship with your spirit like never before. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church and we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.